Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess podcast and I hope you're having an unreal day. So today I'm going to natter on about my little C-dip epiphany that I had today and uh, went down for the C-dip today and like that, I find that, you know, you get a creative idea and if you don't act on it, it kind of disappears, you know, it's like if you don't use it, you lose it and I've been meaning to jump on and do a podcast for ages and just kept procrastinating, you know, and I find that like, you know, when you get that good idea to do something and then that inner critic comes in and just, you know, starts kind of, you know, you could come up with a great idea and next thing you're like, oh no, maybe I won't put that out or maybe, you know, the self-doubt starts or the the lack of confidence, and um, whatever it is, whatever that idea is to say, fuck it, you know, it's not about the critics out there, the, like the other people out there, it's about that inner critic that lives in our heads, and, you know, trying to overcome that, and I find that I used to be a devil for listening to that inner critic, you know, I'd come up with an idea for, say, a podcast, or a bit of art, or a bit of poetry, or some, like, you know, could be a comedy thing or whatever it is, you know, something just comes into my head and, you know, oh yeah, that's, that's that's brilliant. Like, I put it out and next thing the inner critic kicks in and it's like, Jesus, that that's atrocious. So you put that out there, what people think, you know, or that that's awful, don't do that, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, what I found is, you know, when you, that inner critic does start, like that's, just part of being human, you know, everyone gets that inner critic, you know, everyone has that sense of not feeling, you know, their work isn't good enough or they critique their own work or they're like not qualified to do what they're doing. And what I find that really helps me is to lean into the thing, do the thing anyway with the fear, you know, feel the fear, feel the lack of confidence, you know, feel the self-doubt and bring them along with you and do the thing anyway. You know, whatever it may be, whatever that endeavor may be, it could be art, it could be a fitness goal, it could be going back to school, applying for a job, asking someone out, you know, whatever it may be, if that inner voice is the only thing holding you back, my God, jump into it, you know, jump into what frightens the crap out of you until you, until you love it, you know, and, um, and that's what we find today, that if something's frightening me, you know, when like, right, there's usually treasure buried underneath that thing that's frightening me, you know, and I'm like, right, what, what is the actual, what, why is it frightening me? What is the fear? And usually the fear is, you know, fear of getting outside of my comfort zone or fear of, fear of rejection or fear of failure or fear of the unknown or fear of disapproval, you know, all these all these things, you know, so for me today, it's like, feel that fear and do it anyway. And that's how we build up confidence. And that's how we quieten down that inner critic that lives in our heads, you know, to not listen to it. So this is why I'm here today, because I felt that inner critic. And I said, right, I'm going to get up, get up and get this podcast out there and have an old chit chat, have an old yap and a natter. And uh, yeah, it went down for my C-dip today and it was unreal, absolutely amazing. Done a little 5k run, jumped into the sea and 
you know, it was incredible. And every time I get into the sea and make it my business to say five things that I'm grateful for. And I find having a little gratitude list, be it in the morning or be going to bed at night or, you know, be it when you're feeling a bit anxious or whenever. If you can, like, once a day, just sit down still enough and think of five things completely change your whole mindset and your whole outlook and perspective on life. And for me, gratitude is number one in life for a healthy mind. You know, if you have a healthy mind, you'll have a healthy body. You know, if you have a healthy body, you know, you'll just manifest goodness around you. So we found the first step in well-being, you know, is, is gratitude. And for me, just picking out simple things every day that I'm grateful for. So today, gratitude list was the bird singing, good health, good mental health, the sea and family, you know. And I was sitting there floating about thinking of the stuff I'm grateful for, you know. And, um, and you know, like this week, this week I've been trying to cut weight for a jiu-jitsu tournament this Saturday. I'm trying to cut weight about three or four kilo. And I just find that I'm kind of... You know, I, I find myself, you know, being really good at sitting, being uncomfortable. You know, just being like, you know, cutting the calories by about three or four hundred a day, drinking loads of water, doing loads of saunas and got the weight off, thankfully, you know, and I compete tomorrow and I'm looking forward to that. You know, but what I found is that, you know, just sitting, being uncomfortable and not needing to, you know, act on it, you know, and... I remember for years, you know, I suppose when I suffered with my mental health, that I used to always just sit with that sense of discomfort, you know, that, you know, just feeling off, feeling low, feeling anxious, feeling discontent, you know, and just getting on with it, you know, because I didn't have any tools to deal with it. And I just assumed it was normal or other people felt like that or I'm different and I'm not worthy of getting, you know, getting it fixed or telling someone about it, you know, the low self-esteem, he didn't want to bother people and, and trouble them with my with my troubles, you know. So I, I just got really good at getting on with it, you know, and sitting with that pain and discomfort. And I remember about a year ago, I was doing an iron race and I picked up a little niggle during the race and, it just, and the pain of this thing was excruciating, absolutely excruciating. And I remember I, I just got on with it and I finished the race. And... A guy, when I finished the race, a guy turned around to me and goes, man, you were nearly limping across that finish line. And I told him what happened. And he said, Jesus, you know, you're you're really good at suffering. You're great at suffering, you know. And I remember he, he asked me, how are, you, how are you so good at suffering? And I remember thinking, I think I built up this sense of mental strength and tolerance for discomfort through I suppose, my struggles with my mental health and my alcoholism. And, you know, like, if you were to remove that experience that I had, you know, how would that impact me today? You know, if if I was to remove the struggles I've had with my mental health, my struggles with depression, my struggles with anxiety, my struggles with a racing mind, um, you know, like, where how would that impact me today? And I think if you removed all them experiences that I've been through in life, I definitely wouldn't have the mental resilience and mental strength 
that I have today to be able to compete in endurance races or jujitsu, you know, or marathons or, you know, leaning into, the, like I said at the start of the podcast, leading into the things that frighten me, you know, and that's why today I'm really grateful for the struggles that I've had in life, you know, like it's like soul skill, you know, it's like it's built my degree in, it's like a degree in suffering has led me to, you know, just finding gratitude in the simple things today, you know, because I suppose I know what it's like not to be able to go from A to B without having a panic attack or not being able to go from A to B without being totally dependent on a substance. And to be free of them things today, I am so grateful, you know, I'm grateful to be able to kind of sit down and like sit, sit out in a park and listen to the birds singing or getting into the sea or going on a hike and just feeling connected to nature and just being connected to those to those simple things, you know. And someone asked me before, you know, like, did I have a problem with alcohol? And I said, no, alcohol wasn't my problem. You know, alcohol was solution. You know, my problem was, you know, an anxiety disorder. You know, it was underlying depression. You know, it was it was, you know, a lack of coping mechanisms. You know, it was, you know, running running away from reality. You know, it was an inability to to live in the to live in the present moment. You know, there was so many things that were the problem. You know, and I just found that alcohol was my way of dealing with it. it was dealing with trauma dealing with regret dealing with rage despair anger all this stuff that i was just suppressing down and didn't know how to deal with you know and alcohol was my solution to all that it was my anesthetic it was my medicine you know so then when i i suppose when i stopped drinking and you know was introduced to a different way of life you know i had to learn to sit with uncomfortable feelings you know to sit with that discomfort because all that stuff was still there you know all i done was you know took took the alcohol away it's like you have a leak in your house and you turn the water off you know that leak is still present like the hole is still there but it's just you've cut off the supply and that's what it's like when i stopped drinking and the heat and the healing process the healing process is fixing the leak you know, abstinence from whatever the substance may be that you're leaning into, you know, could be drink, could be drugs, could be gambling, overspending, could be food, could be whatever the escape is, you know. But the problem isn't the escape, that's the solution. The problem is getting down to the what's causing the what's causing the leak, you know. And that's what it was for me. You know, I had to I had to have a look at what the leak was, you know. So you you have a leak coming out of your roof. And if you're just throwing down a towel every now and again, you know, that's the, you know, that's the escapism, that's the alcoholism or the, whatever you can find the escape. You're just throwing down a towel, but you're not actually fixing the leak. So I had to get down to the leak. And part of that healing was to go and sit with it, you know, sit with that, sit with that anxiety, sit with the anger, you know, sit with the despair and the regret. And yes, it was very uncomfortable. You know, I, I was like a Duracell bunny when I first got sober. I could not sit still you know I'd walk on the east pier down Leary and I'd be like oh, I should have went for a walk on the west pier you know I'd go for <laughs> I'd go out to Bray and say oh, I should have went to feckin' Holt you know I'd feckin' you know be on the one seat and I'd be sitting on and going I should be at that seat you know I always just felt I was at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people but it wasn't I was just with me and anywhere I went there I was and that's 
what made me feel uncomfortable. I was sitting with me, you know, and when I got good at sitting with that discomfort and sitting with that, I suppose, sense of pain that I had going on, you know, I, I built up great mental resilience and great mental strength, you know. And that's what I'm talking about, how we transcended that then into endurance sports. And one of the best gifts we have today is my mindset. And I wouldn't have that mindset today if I hadn't, I suppose, of got good with sitting with uncomfortable feelings. Because my, my problem was always trying to fix things. You know, I couldn't just sit down in, in turbulence or sit down feeling uncomfortable. I had to run to something to fix it. You know, I'd fix it through taking a drink or fix it through ge- ge- doing a geographical or, you know, doing something drastic, jumping out of a job or jumping into a job or jumping into a relationship or doing something just to, doing something like, you know, like just so chaotic so it would escape how I was feeling. And when I got sober then, you know, I, I learned to just sit with uncomfortable feelings and let them heal naturally. You know, I don't need to run away. And, you know, to be able to, I suppose, you know, get a good support network going as well, that, you know, being able to talk and express and talk about the the stuff that I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Because I was never good at that. I was never good at talking about what was going on. You know, anyone asked me, how are you today, Colin? I'm grand. How are you? You know, you know I'd, I'd, I'd pull people closer to push them away, if that makes sense. I'd pull people so close that they couldn't see me. You know, and you were always the person of interest. You know, if I always projected onto you, if anyone asked me how I was doing, I'd, I'd completely avoid the question or just give a short answer and then talk, oh, no, I'm good, how are you getting on? Or did you watch the football or the fucking weather? Or did you see that thing going on? It's mad, isn't it? And, you know, just totally avoid, you know, bringing up all them uncomfortable feelings, you know, and just keeping them totally suppressed, you know. So today I'm really grateful that we have a support network around me, you know, really good friends today that I can open up and talk to. And if, we, you know, when I have people around, I can just ring and have a chat with, or I, feel, I don't have a problem talk, getting going to a therapist or ringing a mental health line or whatever the issue may be. I've absolutely no problem today expressing that, like what's going on with me, you know. Because I know, like, no matter what's going on, you know, your highest high you know, or your lowest low, that emotions are only temporary, you know, they're only temporary. And that's what I learned when I started to sit with pain and discomfort, that they are only temporary. And that's what I say to myself, you know, when I'm, you know, I remember my last Ironman and it just got so painful that I really wanted to stop. And I kept saying to myself, right, Colin, this too shall pass. This is only temporary. Let's just get to the next segment. Let's get to this finish. Let's get to the finish line. And in my head, the finish line was just the next pole or just run past this car or run past this person. Okay, you know, whatever the thing may be in my vision that I could see ahead, I see, right, that's the finish line. Then when I pass that, it's just getting to the next finish line. And sometimes that's it. It's not even one day at a time. Sometimes it's one moment at a time, you know, one minute at a time just to get through this sense of discomfort because it will pass, you know, and, and just to know that if you are going through struggle today that's how we build strength like if you were to work your bicep you know you'd put it under you know um you put it under i suppose enough intensity that it starts to get stronger you know enough resistance and that's the same with our our mental strength you know we sit with that discomfort we're building 
a sense of strength and know that, you know, emotions are energy. They come and they fade. You know, emotions are just energy. And like any form of energy, it comes and while it's there, it's intense, but then it fades away. Like a storm, the meanest storms ever are only temporary as well. You know, the meanest storms always pass. You know, so if you are going through something that's really difficult or really challenging or really hard, know that it will pass. And in the process of that passing, you're going to come out a stronger person and you're going to come out with an experience that might benefit someone else. And what I mean by that is a quote that I heard is that one person's struggle is another person's survival guide, you know. So just by you sitting with something, you could potentially help someone in the future that's going through something more difficult, you know. And and as well, like, like I said, like treasure is at the end of every discomfort in my life. You know, there's a great quote by a German philosopher, I can't remember his name, but it goes by the tree that would grow to heaven must send its roots to hell. So if you were to think of any success in life, that, that tree of success or that forest of success, think of the seeds. The seeds are pain. The seeds are discomfort. You know, so if you're going through hard times, know that you're just planting seeds for success and discomfort, you know, and you learn more in a rock bottom than you do on a mountaintop. Like, oh, that's like I've, I've changed more because of rock bottoms than I have at mountaintops you know success is great success is lovely I love a sense of achievement I love all the great things I've achieved in life but I wouldn't have achieved anything if it wasn't for failure if it wasn't for setbacks if it wasn't for you know just complete turbulence you know and what what's an abbreviation for fail is first attempt in learning what's an abbreviation for end effort never dies you know, so it's just to never, never st- like keep endeavouring. Whatever your thing is, you know, just just keep endeavouring and never let that sense of, you know, fear or self-doubt or lack of confidence hold you back from doing something. You know, if that's the only thing that's in your way, you know, my God, leap over that thing. Leap over it and away you go. You know, don't let, don't let that inner critic hold you back. You know, there's so much, there's so many golden nuggets out there, but they're all buried underneath that fear. They're all buried underneath that, underneath that, you know, inner critic that we have in our heads. And all it is is a little salesman that lives in our heads that's trying to sell us bad ideas and bad beliefs and negative ideas. And we don't have to buy them. We don't have to buy them, you know, and everyone has it. There's, if you listen to podcasts with Anthony Joshua, Elon Musk, you know, Jeff Bezos, you know, all these very successful people that you'd you'd imagine are really good at their jobs, you know, the CEOs and athletes and, you know, even uh, Michael Jordan as well saying things, quoting imposter syndrome, you know, talking about imposter syndrome, you know, component of being a human being, it's part of the human experience that we're going to get feelings of self-doubt and lack of confidence. But the, the, the secret is to do the thing with the fear, to do the thing with the lack of self-confidence, to do the thing with the self-doubt. Pack them in your bag and bring them along with you to whatever your goal is. And that that's the secret. That's how we build confidence. That's how we, like, if you were to replace the word imposter syndrome with, I'm just a white belt, that's something new. I'm just new at this thing. It's my first day in this job. It's my first day in this 
college course, my first dangerous relationship, my first ever run, it's my first time going to the gym. You're, you're, we're only new to something. Of course, we're going to feel a bit intimidated. Of course, we're going to feel a bit kind of out of out of sorts, you know. But we do it enough until we go, oh, Jesus, you know what? I got this. You know, I got this. You know, after a few weeks, you know, as, as and then belts, you know, you get your blue belt, your brown belt, your purple belt, your black belt. You know, just keep doing the thing till your belt, you're getting better and better. And that's all it is. It's not imposter syndrome. It's just white belt syndrome, you know. So that's me nattering on today, uh, talking about imposter syndrome, talking about self-care, mental mental resilience, mental strength. That's It's okay to suffer. It's part of the human experience, but it will pass. By God, it will pass, you know. And my, one of my little mantras that I say to myself every morning when I feel like I have that race in mind is I am enough and I have enough. And that's good enough. And that's it. You know, I have enough, I am enough, and that's good enough so if you're out there thinking to yourself are you enough do i have enough by god you are enough and by god you do have enough so i hope everyone has an unreal day keep smashing it keep believing yourself and keep leaning into those things that make you feel uncomfortable go on